Share Care, helping you. Get younger, get guidance, get better care, get smart, get fit. Radio MD presents Share Care Radio with Daria Long Gillespie, MD. Hi, it's Dr. Daria again. Welcome back. You've heard on the news the Flint, Michigan lead poisoning crisis has reminded all of us that some of the worst poisons, whether lead or others, can exist in our own home and that we're really all potentially at risk. So next week is National Poison Prevention Week, and it's a perfect time to start educating ourselves about the toxins that you may not even realize that make you and your little ones really sick. So to help us identify those danger zones, I have a true expert in this topic. I am so excited. He's Dr. Gaylord Lopez. He's a toxicologist and he's director of the Georgian Georgia Poison Center. So he sees these things every day. Dr. Lopez, thank you so much for joining us. Dr. Daria, it's great to be on your show and uh, we've got lots to talk about. We do. Now, I, I imagine given your role, your house must be very safe as far as toxins are concerned. Well, I, I tell you, uh, you know, there are toxins all around us, and as one of the busiest poison centers in the entire world, uh, we see all kinds, uh, whether it's in your house, outside, outside your house, adults, children. Mm -hmm. These are the kind of people that call us around the clock. In addition, we've got a bunch of healthcare professionals, doc, ER doctors like yourself and mm -hmm. other healthcare professionals saying, hey, I've got a poison victim that I'm taking care of. Mm -hmm. What do I need to do? You know, and I just have to give a big plug for the poison control centers. I didn't know that Georgia was one of the busiest poison control centers in the whole world, but it's one of those resources that's available to the consumer. Everybody can call the poison control center, and but it's also something that we in the ER use. When I have a patient who came in with some overdose or some, uh, some toxic substance, we call the poison control centers as well. So Yeah, it's, big, it's, a, it's a great service. It's free to mm -hmm. to the community at large, and, you know, in a day and age when we're looking at computers and being able to look at things on the internet, you know, I'd rather be talking to a nurse doctor yeah. or a phys you know physician or pharmacist as opposed to an algorithm. And yes, so and, yes, so true. Oh, and that's yeah. what you get when you call the poison control. <laughs> you literally get a live person. You so, do. You do. Absolutely. Wonderful. Tell everybody the number. Yeah, the number they can reach around the clock anywhere in the United States is one eight hundred two two two. One two two two. So easy to remember. Just you know, eight hundred is not even something you memorize. But think about a one surrounded by three twos. And <laughs> anywhere in the United States, if you call the two 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 one two two two, you're going to get a poison control center. Awesome. It's a number I know I have memorized. So let's <laughs> dive into our houses. Number one yeah. culprit we had been talking about the kitchen. We eat there. We spend so much of our time there. But there are dangers. What's the big air danger zone in the kitchen? Yeah, I absolutely challenge all of our listeners today to, to go into the kitchen and first thing, open that kitchen cabinet. Number mm -hmm. one, you're going to find all kinds of different products in there, ranging from mm -hmm. cleaning products to uh, alcohols and, mm -hmm. and sprays and mm -hmm. oils, all that within our kitchen cabinet. And yep. there are some really incredibly bad products under there, drain openers, you and I have probably had experience yes. with patients who've uh, ingested uh -huh. drain openers. No doubt. It's uh, devastating. And that is, that is devastating. And one that they may not know that has the same burn potential is the dishwasher detergent that mm -hmm. we might have in there. It mm -hmm. actually has the same kind of pH as a drain opener, but a lot of people don't know that. So as you mm -hmm. look at what's under the sink, that's a problem. And if you're like me, I have a junk drawer, and in one of those junk drawers, I have medicines, and mm -hmm. I have 
sprays and mm-hmm. I have, you know, eye drops, another yeah. bad place. I mean, we all Those have junk them. drawers. Yes. Junk yes, drawers are bad have. for so many and bad for our health for so many reasons, if not just our sanity, too. Exactly. And there are a lot of hidden dangers. For example, I was in someone's kitchen the other day and they pulled out a bottle of Visine. You know Mm -hmm. that half a teaspoon of Visine in a two-year-old could put them into a coma? Yes. It's one of those dangerous ones. If you swallow it, the effects are so different. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So these are the kind of hidden dangers, whether it's that medicine drawer Mm -hmm. or we have all those chemicals and cleaning supplies underneath our kitchen sink. These are problem areas because kids are the ones we get called about the most. And yeah. where are a lot of these products? Within Down low. easy reach. Yeah, exactly. the, under the kitchen sink. I mean, that's really easy, easily reached by any <laughs> child. Now, you talked about detergent. The, deterg- the dishwasher detergent pods. I want to just yes. take a second for those. Those are so bright and colorful, and children love to bite into them. Yes. In fact, uh, there's uh, two types of pod products. One is for dishwashers and the other is for laundry detergent. Mm -hmm. And so the thing that's been in the news most recently are all the laundry pods that kids are getting into. Looks like candy, smells Mm -hmm. like candy into an unsuspecting child. It probably is candy to them, Mm -hmm. but we've seen uh, very tragic cases of kids biting into these pods, immediately getting a lot of release of of the cleaner. We've Mm -hmm. had, I think, two tragic deaths in the country as a result of ingesting laundry pods and mm-hmm. biting into those packets. So these mm-hmm. are things that shouldn't be fooled around. They shouldn't be within easy reach of a child. And mm-hmm. when you look at one of the biggest risk factors uh, of why kids get poisoned, if a product has just recently been in use, yes. it probably is going to be gotten into by an mm-hmm. unsuspecting person. And that's a really great point to make, no matter what room or what product you're talking in the house, because I know over half of the kids that get poisoned, it was people who had had the medicine or the product locked away. It was safe, but they took it out to use it. And then they <laughs> exactly. got distracted, probably because the toddler you know, did something else crazy. If it's anything like my home, they left it out and that's how the mm-hmm. child found it. So it's 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 stressful to be say you have to be constantly vigilant with these products, but with these you you really do and you use it and put it back and then you move on. In fact, on. there's a there's a catchphrase that we use quite often during National Poison Prevention Week, and that is, you know, kids act quickly, so do or kids act fast, so do poison. So yeah. that goes in in mm-hmm. tune and in line with some of the things you just said. Mm-hmm. All right. So you mentioned the kitchen area under the sink and, you know, some key takeaways for, I think, all of our listeners. You know, I, I like the triple layer. I like putting it out of reach when possible and locking it and putting it behind a second door when you can. But Absolutely. really focusing to make sure you at least are you know doing a couple things. So maybe minimize what you have under the sink if you have toddlers and lock it. Lock it. With, Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of different ones out there. I have mine locked so well I can ap- barely get under the sink myself. See, but, and that's that's the whole key. And, and in fact, when I when I was blessed to have kids a number of years ago, and when we had young kids, I wanted to make sure I had one of the safest homes in Georgia. Uh, and so I locked everything up. And you know, the last thing I wanted was for my wife to call in saying. Hey, this is uh, the wife of uh, yeah. Gaylord Lopez, uh, and my, I'm calling about my two-year-old. <laughs> that would be very bad form from a from a career standpoint, as, a, as well as from a parental responsibility. Exactly. But lock exactly. it. You know, I know it's irritating to have to deal with all those things mm-hmm. in the kitchen, but it's a short period of time. It and, is, and and we definitely want our parents to realize that it is important to keep your home poison safe. 
mm-hmm. and locking things up, keeping things out of the reach, storing them properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, when I took care of this uh, one uh, drain cleaner patient years ago, I made sure that if I was blessed to have kids ever, that I would put the drain opener in a place that would even be for me difficult mm-hmm. to get to and reach. And, and that's why uh, when we moved into our first home, I kept it in an up store, uh, up up there's a uh, laundry room mm-hmm. up on a shelf where I had to physically get a step stool, get the drain opener, and bring it down to use. Because mm-hmm. I tell you, uh, it didn't take very long for this one patient of mine to get into the drainer, a mm-hmm. drain cleaning uh, agent, drink yes. some, and burn his throat beyond yeah. belief. And it doesn't take very much. People will think, well, if they taste it, they'll stop, they'll put it down. But it really can, just when it comes to drain cleaner, especially uh, just a gulp can be oh, enough sure. and as soon as a oh, child sure. realizes they put it down but it's too late so Absolutely. lock it up multiple multiple layers of locking it up and you know just so and uh, you know cleaning out that junk drawer as well like you mentioned <laughs> keep making sure you have what's in there because then you, i know junk drawers can have scissors and other things in there too so sure. two places sure. in the kitchen under your sink and check your junk mm-hmm. drawer now that's right I want to move, uh, let's move elsewhere around our house. Uh, yeah. You know, another room that you had mentioned had been the bathroom. Mm, and again, a yeah, room where a lot of us spend a lot of our time. Exactly. And, and do you know that the number one product that kids get into um, uh, is really in the bathroom, and, and it's personal care products. Mm. Daily, we get calls about everything from mouthwash to foundation to perfumes and colognes, and mm-hmm. everything in between. Mm-hmm. So when, when, he, when the poison control gets called about, say, a half a tube of toothpaste, think about where these products are. They're within easy reach. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, they're left out. And many of these personal care products don't have child-resistant enclosures. What, what that means is they don't have child you know, locks that mm-hmm. you know, prevent us from getting into the toothpaste or the right. foundation or the mm-hmm. lipstick. So these are things that kids easily get into, and we poison control centers across the USA, their number one category of things that, that kids get into are these personal care items. And mm-hmm. the bathroom, full of them, in addition to, of course, medicines and other things that some of us keep in the bathroom as well. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about, you know, and I know a toddler or children, they're curious, and they see their parents <laughs> using things, and, you know, there are some things that if your child gets into your, you know, non-toxic face lotion and smears it all over their face, it's not going to harm them. But like sure. you mentioned, if they get into their, vi- if you're, they find the visine and they drink a little bit of it, or they get into your yeah. medications, what are the top three big things? If parents can't lock everything up, obviously in their bathroom, they need to be able to use their bathroom. What are the top three they need to really lock up? Okay, so when it comes to medicine, certainly if, if they're on products uh, like heart medicines mm-hmm. or pain medicines, these are going to be some of the ones that, that right, you know, rank right up there. If they yes. happen to also have, um, say, uh, depression as a sign or symptom, those three categories of drugs are incredibly dangerous. When I look at pain medicines, mm-hmm. the most common pain medicine people get into are the acetaminophen or aspirin-containing products. Mm-hmm. So people, your audience may know them as Tylenol uh, products or mm-hmm. similar products like that. Uh, that's a huge, analgesics are a huge group that, yep. that, uh, of medicines that kids get into. Uh, when you look at the heart medicines, there are a number of heart medicines where just one pill, tragically, can, can kill. kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, most notably, blood pressure medicines. Some of your audience is probably familiar with 
products that are in the uh, calcium channel blocking group, mm-hmm. like a verapamil or a diltiazem mm-hmm. or a nifedipine. These are drugs which just one pill can kill. And then some of the older antidepressant meds, yes. you know, where one pill could be very dangerous, like an amitriptyline or an Elevil yes. pill. These mm-hmm. are extremely dangerous meds. So it's important that, number one, you never call medicine candy. That is such num- a rule we have in my house. Absolutely. Yes, never mm-hmm. call. And, and then when you're taking medicine as an adult, don't take it in front of your kids because another risk factor, Dr. Daria, is that kids love to imitate adult behavior. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. if you are taking a pill in front of them, they're, they're probably going to think, hey, you know what, mommy and daddy, they're doing it, so it must be okay. So right. making sure that they, they don't watch you take medicine. In fact, uh, we had a kid the other day get into a, a, a tube of lipstick. And you know why they did it? Well, they saw the mother yes. put on lipstick, mm-hmm. but they thought the mother was eating it. Yep. So they were trying Absolutely. to imitate that. <laughs> they mm-hmm. were trying to imitate that behavior, and mm-hmm. the parent panicked. And you know, fortunately, it was not a big problem. But it was a part of the imitation mm-hmm. of the adult that the kid was trying to do. All right. So locking up the medications. Any other major culprit in the bathroom you want us to lock up? High, high, high up, out of reach in the bathroom. Well, some of us cheat when we clean bathrooms. We stick a bunch of cleaning chemicals in the bathrooms to make mm-hmm. it sort of a one-stop shop. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and if you're like me, I'm the designated bathroom cleaner in my house. And, and <laughs> how one did of the you get that the, job? <laughs> I, you know, I, I think my wife married well. Uh, the, the, <laughs> you're the welcome problem, to come over any day too to my house too. <laughs> well, if 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 anybody out there is listening and, and they're like me. To get that toilet clean, I probably use a majority of the chemicals that are within reach. And Mm -hmm. sometimes we could produce toxic gases, and those chemicals have, you know, the classic acids and bases Mm -hmm. that we remember from chemistry. And so a lot of those products are in our bathrooms as well. So those things need to be either taken out, or uh, and it's impossible to put them out of the reach, but take those out of the bathroom. They belong in a laundry room, mm-hmm. in another storage closet. Don't make it easy, you know, for you so that it'll be easy for your kids to get into these things. Right. These are dangerous products that can cause a lot of problems. You're, it's such a good point. And we've moved around a lot of things in my own home. And because even though you lock made childproof something, my child is these little monkey hands and she just gets into everything. <laughs> so if we, if it's within reach, we've taken the cleaning things out. And instead, that's where we're storing the toilet paper and the Kleenex and the paper towels right. and towels, you know, just regular towels. Right. So if she gets into them, she makes a mess, but it's not <laughs> life threatening. And yeah. on that on that cleaning supply thing, I, I just want to talk because I know in my own home, because you mentioned the laundry pods, I don't even use laundry pods for that reason, because okay. I have taken care of children who have bitten a laundry pod because they thought it was so tempting. I use liquid yeah. detergent. It's less convenient. It's not Me as too. neat, but <laughs> I just avoid pods. Are there any similar products that yeah. you just don't even have in your home? Well, I'll tell you, recently we started getting a lot of calls of kids accidentally and intentionally, in some cases, drinking hand sanitizer. And that's one product I no longer keep in my home because these are alcohol-containing products. Mm -hmm. And in fact, we got a call call from a physician uh, who, on two occasions during one night, had kids come in, 9 and 11-year-old respectively, come into an ER with blood alcohols above 0.240. What? That's three times the legal limit. That's the legal limit. And this, and this is a problem, and we've notified schools around our state 
because we've seen a couple of trends. In fact, hand sanitizer injections have skyrocketed over the years. And you know what makes them attractive? Number one, some of them are scented. Strawberry, grape, apple, and a mm-hmm. kid just doesn't know the difference between something that's supposed to be good for you and something that is bad. The second mm-hmm. problem, you know, if you take a bottle of rum, it has 40% alcohol. If you take a bottle of hand sanitizer, it oftentimes has 70, 80, even 90% alcohol. So it's twice as potent. So if you're putting a, wow. a bottle of hand sanitizer in your kid's backpack and letting them take it to school, it's like telling them, here's a bottle of rum, <laughs> and, and it's okay to go to school. And so I don't, uh, I, I, you know, I don't keep alcohol-containing hand sanitizers around. There are newer products on the market that don't contain alcohol that last for a much longer mm-hmm. time. And so really? that's another one of those hidden hazards uh, in plain sight. It's, it's uh-huh. a hazard in plain sight. We keep in the diaper keep... bags of our toddlers and everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so, in fact, I was just reading an article online where they banned hand sanitizer sales to young teens because they're using it to get drunk, mm-hmm. to skirt mm-hmm. the issue of, of legally buying alcohol. They're just going into the grocery store or into a dollar store and buying these products, and this is a danger. And because poison control tracks these things, these mm-hmm. are products that we've noticed that are on the rise and are problematic. Wow. So in our, where can we find the non-alcohol containing hand sanitizers? Yeah, these are uh, also in some of the convenience stores like your drug stores mm-hmm. and some of your grocery stores. And they will. there's at least two on the market now. Uh, I was just in one of the local drug stores, and I saw this uh, on display, uh, and it's a non-alcohol-containing product that has other cleaners and that is non-toxic upon ingesting. So mm. it's definitely an option for parents to consider. Okay, we'll check it out. In our last 30 seconds, any additional yeah. pointers you want to give our listeners? Yeah, lots of poisons in the garage, too. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's starting to get yep. warm outside. Mm-hmm. Pesticides, gasoline, uh, mm-hmm. there's there's the potential for uh, radiator fluid and windshield wiper fluid, all products that in just a very small amount, even just the taste, can mm-hmm. be problematic. So if people have those kind of issues, call them, tell them to call the Georgia Poison Center. And that's 1-800-222-1222. But keep your, all of those locked up to reduce the risk of getting them. Gaylord, thank you so much. This was fascinating. Again, all of our listeners find more from Dr. Lopez at org or on Facebook at the Poison Center Georgia and Twitter at Poison Center Georgia. Thanks for listening to us today at ShareCare Radio. Follow me or tweet me with your thoughts at Dr. Daria or all of us here at ShareCare Inc. Also, if you're looking to kickstart your health journey, this week I'm leading a brand new ShareCare challenge called Jumpstart Your Weight Loss. It's just 10 days to really kickstart that new, healthier mindset that you can live with and enjoy the rest of your life. This is Dr. Jaria. You're listening to ShareCare Radio on Radio MD. Thanks for listening and stay well.